Welcome to episode 37. We're going to dive into this Mercury retrograde period that occurs in Libra season, as well as discuss the astrology of the Libra new moon and this concept of star seeds and earth seeds. And we culminate with a beautiful yoga nidra practice to really heal and restore your nervous system in this wild Mercury retrograde period. Stay buckled up, buttercups. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective, and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. As I'm recording this episode on Friday, Venus Day, we are anchoring into fall. Mabon is here. The leaves in the northern hemisphere are beginning to drop, as are the temperatures. And so we're coming into that gateway, that sacred, holy gateway of drawing in more rest and more warmth and nourishment. Meanwhile, those of you who live in the Southern Hemisphere 
are opening that doorway into the outer world more and feeling the heat in in the outer realms and uh, eating more cooling foods. We are in harmony here on planet Earth. And that is definitely symbolized as the scales that we can see as the glyph that represents Libra. And we're in this Libra season now, which is all about how are we relating? How are we relating to another? And through our sacred relationships with another, we can learn about ourselves. Libra is a cardinal sign, so initiating that season, that transition into fall uh, can be very decisive once it makes up its mind, which can be challenging for Libra because there's that eternal um, desire for for harmony, for elegance in all things, and uh, life is quite messy, right? So that can be challenging to have the harmony uh, all of the time, the balance, right? Balance, balance is not really available so much in the waking life. However, as we can lean more into this concept of harmony and cooperation and striving for cooperation, but also uh, not being people pleasing, right? Like also holding on to our own inner stability and our own our own inner divinity. So Libra is very much connected with the archetype of the partner, the diplomat, the peacekeeper, the the lover, the artist, the mediator, the companion, and the judge. And so this essence of Libra is always seeking uh, cooperation and collaboration with others. However, there can be an overfocus on others at the expense of self. And so that's something that's very important for all Librans out there to note. And all of us, as we are in this Libra season, we do not want to overgive, right? We want to um, be sharing and yet at the same time uh, taking care of ourselves. And as we closed out episode 36, I spoke about the 42 principles of Ma'at as cosmic order. And Ma'at for me is so connected to this Libra season because there is this desire to find cosmic order, cosmic balance. And we're, we're in the thick of some gnarly astrology right now. We have many, many planets retrograde, all of the outer planets. So from Jupiter to Saturn to Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, uh, the asteroid goddess, or do we want to call her the dwarf planet? Because she's represented in both Eris as the dwarf planet. She's retrograde. Chiron's retrograde. And right now we're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. So Mercury is retrograding officially on Monday, September 27th at 1.11 a.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. So you'll need to calculate that for your time zone if you're curious about tracking the exact moment. It's okay if you don't track it because I guarantee you, you're already feeling this Mercury retrograde. I think we've been feeling it really on a palpable level for the last couple of weeks. And when Mercury stations retrograde, it's going to be at 25 degrees, 28 arc minutes, Libra. And 
we've been in this front end of the shadow period since September 7th. So what that means is we've been feeling the ripples of the uh, the retrograde. Everything in astrology is like a wave. Everything in life is like a wave. So we've been feeling that wave, that reverberation. And if you've been following this podcast for some time, you you know how I feel about these Mercury retrogrades. They're actually, they can be quite lovely. It It's a natural law for Mercury to go retrograde at least three to four times a year. And this offers us a time to reflect, review, and revise our communications with others, with ourselves. Depending on the sign Mercury goes retrograde in is going to, that's going to give the flavor of the focus of the retrograde. Now in 2021, all three Mercury retrogrades happen in air signs. So we've already been through the first two one being in February with Aquarius, the other in June in Gemini. And now here we are with this Libra Mercury retrograde. And when there's a focus on the air signs, it brings an infinite emphasis to the written and the spoken word, to travel and electronic challenges. So the classic pop astrology standard for Mercury retrograde, unfortunately, absolutely applies with this particular Mercury retrograde. So definitely it's a good time to back up your technology, to just pay really good attention, to slow down, to slow down in your walk, your speech, how you move about. Um, It will help. It will help make the transit more smooth in your life. As we think of the archetype of Mercury, Mercury rules over how one analyzes, how they utilize intelligence, all that can be proved through the five senses, how we think, how we speak, how we share information, how we receive. And so ultimately, Mercury is offering a bridge between the realms of spirit and matter as a master of the mind-soul connection. And so the natural ebb and flow of life is for us to take time to integrate, to integrate into conscious awareness what is operating in the hidden depths of the psyche. So what Mercury retrograde is really trying to assist us with is how do we get into those hidden depths of our psyche? Mercury retrogrades are actually times that can be uh, massive breakthroughs if we're open to really see the light of that which wants to be revealed. Mercury retrogrades may carve shamanic portals of greater healing into our lives, allowing us to resource from both the conscious and the unconscious minds. And with Mercury in the air sign of Libra, there is this desire to communicate through a need to relate and cooperate with others. So this retrograde period is going to be an amazing time for each one of us to draw greater harmony and equality in our lives through our relationships 
And with that, you want to see where Mercury is retrograding in your chart. So this retrograde, as I said, starts at 25 degrees, 28 arc minutes Libra, and we'll go back to 10 degrees and 7 arc minutes Libra. So you're going to check out where that lands in your chart, and that's the part that is going to get the greatest awakening, that house that Mercury is living in. So for instance, if Mercury is living in your first house, this is really going to touch close to home around your identity, and um, you might really be thinking about your connection to your physical body, your personality, your own story. And then if Mercury is going retrograde in the second house, it's going to be more around finances, possessions, um, your house, your home. It can also connect even deeper into your self-love and your self-worth. And are you worthy? Do you believe you're worthy to have abundance in your life? If Mercury is retrograding in your third house, it's going to be more of an opportunity to really check in with how you're communicating, how you're learning, how you're sharing information, how you're relating in like your neighborhood with siblings if you have any, um, and just like the day-to-day stuff, but also the day-to-day transits. So uh, this could also be a realm where you might discover you maybe need some car work done or something like that. And then if Mercury is going retrograde in the fourth house, that's based on your connection to your roots, your home, your family, your land, where you live, and can really start to go deep into that inner psyche as well. And now the fifth house, if Mercury is retrograding there, Mercury wants you to really think about your relationships and how you're communicating with children, if you have any, or your lovers, or how you pleasure your own self. Like, do you bring joy and play and freedom into your life? And what are your hobbies? And in the sixth house, there's an awareness around your day-to-day rhythms and functioning, perhaps even your pets, your your place of work, employers, employees, that sort of connection around the, the work space. In the seventh house, Mercury retrograde is going to really ask you to look at your one-on-one relationships, legal partnerships any kind of small group connections. In the eighth house, Mercury is going to be stirring up your psyche all around shared energy, shared resources, power and control dynamics. And in the ninth house, this is very much about the higher mind, your philosophy, your belief, your connection to foreign lands and far travel and uh, higher education, university. And if Mercury is retrograding your 10th house, this is really about your legacy and your commitment to culture and the world at large and your your status, how you're meant to be known, what are your accomplishments. And so if you find Mercury retrograding in your 11th house, that's the house of your hopes and dreams for the future, but also like social networks, friendship circles, community the internet at large. Uh, 
And then finally, as we come to the 12th house, that's where we really connect in with the psyche and where we feel isolated or imprisoned. And we can connect and bring in great healing when we do our own deep inner work within the 12th house. And that actually can help ripple out into the all of creation. So that gives you an overview. And if you want to check out your chart and, and see where that period of about 10 degrees to 26 degrees Libra lives, you'll see what area is getting the most awakened. So as I mentioned, Mercury goes retrograde on September 27th at 1.11 a.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. And then we'll station direct on October 18th at 11.17 a.m. at 10 degrees, 7 arc minutes Libra. However, the final shadow period will not be complete until November 3rd of 2021. So we're going to be feeling this for some time. That being said, October is going to be a really interesting month because all of these outer planets are going to start to move forward, go direct. And so we've been asked for so many months, really since middle of May of 2021, to start to go within and, and do this deep inner work. And finally, once we get until about the middle of October, we're going to start to feel some of that pressure, like the valve coming off and and some of that pressure on the deep inner work can can dissipate and we can start to be out and, and more social, which is fascinating because for those of us who live in the Northern Hemisphere, that's the time of year where we're even going deeper and deeper within because that's the time of year around Samhain and going deep into the depths and really like shedding and dissolving in preparation for Yule for winter solstice. So I want to speak with you all about this retrograde as a whole. And there's some interesting things happening when the moment Mercury stations uh, retrograde. And one of those is that the Sun and Mars are conjunct, which they are currently as well as I'm recording this. So we're in this this time where like Mars is combust the Sun, like kind of being um, so like burnt out by the Sun, so much brightness. And Mars is not in a good sign for itself. Um, Mars is in Libra. Mars's home um, traditionally is in Aries and in Scorpio. Uh, and so Mars is not really comfortable in Libra because Mars is how we take action. And Mars either wants to like move forward really instinctually and kind of just like with that passionate, fiery, like, yeah, I'm going for it, like a warrior, or very tactically, like, very kind of penetrating and deep, like that watery Scorpio uh, fierceness. And Mars and Libra instead is, like, working really hard to find this elegance and this harmony and this beauty through the intellect, through the mind. And it it's just the energies don't really gel. Meanwhile, we have Mercury in Libra 
And we've got Venus in Scorpio. So Venus is in, um, Venus's home sign is Libra. And so there's this like, um, we could say mutual reception happening between Mars and Venus because they're in each other's home signs, but neither of them are in the best signs for themselves. Although in my opinion, Venus does much better in Scorpio than Mars and Libra. So there's kind of like this weird gritty tension already in the air because Venus and Scorpio, I mean, she's very deep, right? Like she wants a lot of intimacy and a lot of connection, but she also sometimes can probe and penetrate way too much and can get, um, defensive and moody and paranoid. And Mars and Libra is just kind of like trying to please everyone. And that can get really frustrating and is just so busy, like weighing out the pros and cons. So there's already like a tension in the air. And Mars and Libra is um, very close to the sun as well. So there's this tension in the air, and there's also this beautiful grand air trine that happens between uh, the sun and Mars conjunct in Libra with Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, and the we've got Black Moon Lilith in Gemini. We've got this little uh, mini stellium here in Gemini, where if we wanted to fold the node, the north node of the moon, that's in in part of this Gemini stellium with Black Moon Lilith, Ceres, and the moon itself is in Gemini. The moment Mercury goes retrograde, so there's a lot of like intelligence there. the The moon is like really wanting to intuit with with a lot of mental creativity, and Ceres is. Um, in Gemini. And so she's really nurturing us through new ideas, new concepts, like thinking outside the box, which the collective North Node has been in Gemini since May of 2020. And that has been our greatest push is like, how do we innovate? How do we create new forms of education, of schools, of just the way as a culture we functioned, it, it's time to get really innovative and out of the box. And the shadow with that is that we can get like definitely way too heady and forget to really drop into our hearts. Black Moon Lilith is asking us, one, to drop into our hearts, but also to be willing to speak our truths. That's really important as well. So that's that Gemini end of this grand earth trine. And then Saturn retrograde in Aquarius is really wanting to limit and have us focus on right use of technology and to be mindful. However, what we're seeing collectively is there, there's quite a lot to be concerned about with technology and our digital identities and our freedoms. And that's all coming really out into the light more and more each day. So there is an opportunity with this Mercury retrograde where a lot can come out into the light and it may not all be comfortable. 
However, if we continually look for solutions and we're committed to being solution-oriented, I think it can actually be a really powerful time. It can allow us to just air out whatever it is that's been holding us back in our personal relationships, in our collective relationships, as we're looking at humanity at large right now, but also for each one of us ancestrally. That's something that is really important. I've been experiencing that on a deep level, and I know others have been as well. And so I feel like it needs to be stated that within this Mercury retrograde, that whatever you're facing on a personal level has an opportunity to bring a massive wave of healing for your ancestral lineage. So I really encourage you to be willing to go into the grit of it, go into the spaces that feel uncomfortable and do your best to hold your integrity, right? Because part of this is showing up in right relationship and also to have grace with ourselves that we are humans and that it's messy to be human and that we're going to make mistakes, but really have an intention to do your best in this Mercury retrograde. Now, the other thing that's interesting is that the moon Um, not only is the Gemini moon conjunct Ceres, Black Moon, Lilith, and widely that North Node, it is also a last quarter moon. So this is the closing moon from the Virgo new moon where we cast those really like sovereign, earthy intentions that had this ability to also reawaken a, a new layer within our spiritual practice within our commitment, our devotion to whatever it is, whether it's religion or spirituality or our creativity, our offering to earth. And the North Node, Black Moon, Lilith, Ceres, and the Moon are all Mercury ruled right now because they're all in Gemini. And then meanwhile, in this chart, we have Uranus and Taurus opposing Venus and Scorpio. So that's potent. We've been working with that energy for about a week now. And this is all about our values, like really getting in our face, right? Because we want to commit to our values with our sacred time and attention. So how you spend your time is a reflection of your value system. As Mercury stations retrograde, Mercury's conjunct two different stars, Arcturus and Spica. Arcturus, which is often referred to as the Bear Watcher or the Bear Garter constellation, connects to the starseed civilization that we know of as um, beings who are very highly intellectual where technologies have been created that one could say perhaps surpass any other intergalactic civilization. And the Arcturians are known for their great sense of humor 
And also this love to drop into these more kind of 3D frequency realms to connect. And um, they're also known for their resiliency and for their adventure. And it is believed uh, that the Arcturians really wish for us to develop greater magnetic thought patterns so that we can achieve our dreams, essentially. So the Arcturians uh, basically want you to meditate. (laughs) And interesting, right, that Mercury retrograde as the psychopomp is conjunct Arcturian starseed really asking us to go deeper into meditation and, and how do we hold the field, which is important because as humans, we we can give up very easily. The other constellation or star is Spica, which is connected to the ear of wheat. It is the brightest star in the Virgo constellation and rules the harvest season. Spica is very much connected to the virgin priestess, also the stone emerald, which is very Venetian, and the plant sage. Now, Spica, we could also say, is very much connected to Isis with the Egyptians. So there is very there is this connection to the Virgin, the Sovereign One, Great Mother Isis, with this Mercury retrograde. And, and how do we hold the field? How do we hold the prayer, the living prayer? And that's important because many of us have been feeling a bit weary and wanting to kind of throw the towel in, in some format or another. And so may this Mercury retrograde be an opportunity for you to slow down, to take greater care of yourself, to get more rest, to reflect, to journal, to write, to soften all the spaces and really imagine you're stepping into the cave of the Great Mother and how do you get that deep, deep healing with the Great Mother. And in that healing, you're going to have the tenacity and the courage and the vitality to continue to hold the prayer, to hold the vision of that which you're going to create, you're here to do on this beautiful earth in this really amazing and profound and intense and hard time here on the planet. As Mercury stations retrograde, Mercury is at the Sabian symbol of an eagle and a large white dove change into each other. This is very much about the interaction of the spiritual will and the love principle And we could say on some level, it's about the yin and the yang and how the consciousness of unity really operates beyond duality. And how do we become malleable within that vortex? The star sparks for 26 degrees Libra is a gypsy cart with a campfire nearby. 
And as we are offered glimpses of knowledge and wisdom, our subtle senses are opened. And in some ways, we're straddling one world and another. And as the portal opens, more and more subtle frequencies flow in. And this trance of going deeper and deeper with the longing to unite into those depths is offered. There is a real beauty to this Mercury retrograde if you are willing to carve time out to dance in those liminal spaces. I guarantee you, you will be bestowed with many, many gifts. And as Mercury stations direct later on in October, that will be at 11 degrees. The Sabian symbol for Libra at 11 degrees is a professor peering over his glasses at his students. And this is about how when one is transferring the wisdom to the youth, how how do you share this vastness of knowledge and bring it into one moment of imparting that wisdom? And that can occur through one single look if one is willing to receive. The star sparks is tea leaves that form a pentagram. That's for 11 degrees Libra. And this is about how a pattern has been formed based off of past actions. They've created cause and effect, a resound, a reverberation. And we can flow and embrace whatever comes as our lot in life. The answer to destiny is within the stars and the cards and the synchronicities and the dreams and the subtle worlds apart. Along the path, one must pause and consult with various beings, with various worlds. And so with that, there is a subtlety that is really being asked for us in this Mercury retrograde. So if you're really just hoping to stay focused on the day-to-day and get your work done and send your emails and do all of the tech things, you're probably going to miss the mark on this Mercury retrograde. And of course, we all have the earthly, 3D, human, um, worldly things we need to do to keep up. And if you can take space within this Mercury retrograde portal to carve out deep meditation, to carve out time for ceremony, to carve out time for your deep inner work, to journal, to reflect, to write down your dreams, you will, I guarantee you, you will receive so, so very much. And as we come to Tuesday, we are officially in that last quarter moon phase. And so this is the Tuesday after Mercury retrograde, September 28th. With that, the mission of the Virgo new moon has completed and giving us an opportunity to really intuit a new future. 
However, anytime we're intuiting a new future, it can feel really intense. So it can also be a moment of crisis. And this is an opportunity to come into a greater communion with Mother Earth because whenever we start to feel unclear or unsure, we can go to the Earth for that support. The Libra new moon is birthed on Wednesday, October 6th at 7.05 a.m. And any new moon is when the sun and the moon meet up and there's this rebirth, there's a renewal, there's a potential energy put out there into the cosmos. So they meet up at 13 degrees, 24 arc minutes Libra, and they're going to be conjunct Mars at 13 degrees, 58 arc minutes Libra. So this is going to be a very um, interesting new moon because as we were speaking about earlier around the Mercury retrograde, Mars in Libra is not at its best. However, because Mars is so close to the moon and sun, it is not combust. It is able to really give its frequency. So this can be a bit of a charged new moon, kind of tense. And because Mercury is retrograde in this new moon, and we also still have all of those outer planets from Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Neptune, Chiron, Uranus, and also Eris retrograde, this is not the best new moon to put out brand new intentions. This is a new moon to really revise to look at all of the intentions you've written in 2021, to think about the last year and a half, two years, five years, like just take a little review, a moment to reflect, to pause and craft your intentions, rewrite them, revise them from that space. And also with these energies, look at what needs to shift from deep within yourself because the more we can do that deep inner work, it will create lasting change within our environment. So the other interesting aspect about this new moon is that the sun, moon, and Mars are they're opposing Chiron and Aries. And so there's this oppositional energy. There is, um, our, our inner core wounding around our identity is really coming out strong. Those of you who are going through your Chiron return, who have Chiron and Aries, um, this new moon can really bring some of that, those areas that need the healing up into the light. And so this can be a tender new moon for some people, and it's good to be sensitive with one another, to be tender and yeah, just just extra mindful knowing that we're all going through so much in these times. Venus is also opposing the North Node in Gemini. Venus is at her 29th degree Scorpio and the North Node in Gemini is coming to completion very soon at, as it's about two degrees in Gemini. The nodes of the moon always move backwards. And so there is a 
an interesting energy here that that also began with that Mercury retrograde, and that is this willingness to really, no matter what's coming up in all of the tender spaces and places within our hearts, within our bodies, within our psyches, within our lives, how can we continue to be innovative? How can we continue to be anchored into our values and to continue to hold the vision and have hope and have promise? And that's going to be really important with this Libra new moon. Now on this new moon, the sun, moon, and Mars are all conjunct Algarab, which is a fixed star that is known to have a nature like Mars meets Saturn. So pretty intense. We're thinking like malicious energies, accidents, uh, destructiveness, uh, lying, um, not not the most ideal frequencies. However, there is the image um, the symbolism of the raven and the snake that is connected to Algarab. And ravens and snakes are highly, highly misunderstood beings. Snakes are always regenerating themselves, shedding that whole concept of life, death, and rebirth, renewal. The snake is really here to teach us about that. And then the the crow is so powerful. In fact, the crow has a deep connection to the Isle of Avalon, where the nine Morgans are these uh, shape-shifting crow goddess beings, divine feminine beings that connect us with the realm of the fae, the underworld, the other world. And the crow uh, picks, it eats at that which needs to die which is really fascinating because that's something I've been feeling personally in my own experience within my own lineage where I am in in the ancestral healing. And I was feeling around that Pisces full moon, this like picking, like I was being picked at by crows. That sensation does not feel good and when we think of transformation and we can think of like the crow coming to pick off the dead meat, coming to pick off anything that is not serving the highest frequency, the highest caliber. So this new moon definitely has a bit of a um, a death vibe to it. <laughs> and when I say that, I I mean in the sense of really like what is decaying, what is no longer serving, how do you shed it and how do you let it go? And I know so many of us have been doing a lot of this work for many, many months, many, many moons. However, we haven't had a a new moon with, with this quite fierceness to it in this way. And that grand air trine is still present in this new moon that was present when Mercury went retrograde. So that's really fascinating as well. Algarab, the star of it rules the right kidney in the human body. The kidney is very much connecting to Libra. And generally speaking, like astrologers have said from the ancient times, it's not the best if it's conjunct the sun 
moon are one of the malefics, and it is conjunct all three. This is a new moon that you kind of want to treat like a full moon, an intense full moon, and that is be extra careful. Pay attention when you're driving. Give yourself plenty time and plenty plenty of time and space to get where you need to go. If you're not feeling right about something, trust your gut. Listen to your highest wisdom. Even if you have to cancel plans or let someone down, if it means that instead you're listening to your highest wisdom, trust that around this new moon because that's going to be really, really, really important. And the frequency of Libra, 14 degrees where the sun, moon, and Mars are all meeting up. Uh, The Sabian symbol for this is in the heat of the noon hour, a man takes a siesta. And this is about the need for recuperation within the social pattern of everyday living. So this is speaking to how rest is essential. It is holy. It allows for integration. The body needs quiet. It needs relaxation to restore. And the star sparks is a chariot pulled by four elephants. And this is how we can ultimately be split into four directions. And these directions can go beyond the beyond, out into past karmic patterns that need to be free, um, out into our future dreams as we're seeking to integrate our present reality, and also this willingness, this ability to see all that is strange and bizarre. And so give yourself that space to really have space to have rest with this Libra new moon and this Mercury retrograde season. Take really good care of yourself and your nervous system. And you can go back to some of my previous episodes in 2021 where I spoke about the vagus nerve and Uranus and Taurus around the nervous system if you're looking for ways to take care of your nervous system. When Mercury goes direct, and we'll circle back around this topic in episode 38. However, because we're in this profound Libra season, Mercury retrograde, frequency, I just want to give you all a sense of how things are going to shift around the middle of October. So Mercury will go direct on October 18th. And by the time Mercury is direct at that 11 degrees Libra, Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter will all have station direct as well. Some of these outer planets will beginning to, will be beginning to um, make that forward motion as well. And Venus will have shifted into Sagittarius. And so there's just going to be like a much different energy coming online around the middle of October. And I, I want to offer you that because I feel like from the Pisces full moon of September until the middle of October, it's pretty heavy energy. There's an awareness around what really needs to be cleared and the, the work we've been avoiding doing. And 
there's an opening to step into it and and to really look at our own selves internally. And with that, we have an ability to take some action as well, right? Like ultimately we want to do our own inner work and then we want to bring that out into the world and, and offer our gratitude for what we've seen and just our gratitude for life and these human experiences and the elements and all of the beauty that we get to weave with. And it's hard. It's really hard being human right now. And I I want to say like a lot of people are experiencing many profound um, symptoms. Some would call them ascension symptoms, just like feeling really tired or lethargic. Some people feel headaches or like heart palpitations and Um, You might feel like you're really overly sensitive to technology. You might find that you're overly sensitive to the other humans around you. Um, We're growing and we're evolving fast. And we're also shedding these major layers of our personal grief, our ancestral grief, our collective grief. It's, it's a lot of different layers, and this is necessary for Mother Earth to really step into her queenship. Mother Earth is a shining jewel in all of creation, and it is time that as the inhabitants of Earth that we can really see the Earth as that. And she is here to assist each one of us in resurrecting these codes of consciousness. In honor of this medicine and a proclamation to building community with the wisdom of the stones and crystals, the lunar phases, and the solar gates, I want to share with you a little bit about this course that I've crafted. It's called Earth Seed. And in the spring, We came together as a council, and now we've just begun the fall council on September 20th, and so the registration period will be open until September 28th. That's the final day to join us for the fall council, and this is the culmination of my life's work up to date, and it is the foundation to the mystery school that I am crafting So I invite you to fall deeper in love with yourself through this nine-week live virtual course called Earth Seed, offering essential principles and practices to navigate these radical times. And you can learn more about that in the show notes. You can also go to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com and sign up through there. And I'd love to have you join us. We've got a community of people who live in different spaces and places around the world, mostly in the United States, but other places as well. And we come together once a week, but not everyone is able to attend live. So everything is recorded and we have a community where you can continue the conversation and It is a private platform, so there's no one collecting your data or mining you in any way or shape or form. It's a very safe space to connect with people 
around Mother Earth and what are we birthing in these times? And I want to say, like, a lot of us really feel like we are these star seeds. And it's like we know that the cosmos live within us. We're here to to really have an experience on earth. And we're not here to just like meditate away. We're here to really anchor that starseed wisdom into the earth. And sometimes it can be a little confusing on how to do that. And so I feel that understanding the rhythms of the sun and the moon are very essential to understanding the cyclical nature of who we are as humans, life, death, rebirth, renewal again and again and again. And it is through our bones, which are a metaphor for the bones of Mother Earth, which are literally the stones, the minerals of the earth. The stones anchor this wisdom into our body. And the stones also allow us to safely open our chakra portals to receive this intergalactic wisdom and bring it back down to earth. So if you're thinking you might be a starseed, which means like you just have this knowing or you find you're always gazing up at the stars or you're always looking really deeply into things, wanting to understand the hidden meaning, or maybe you feel like you don't belong, um, that it's hard to fit in um, wherever you are, or you have this feeling like you want to go home or you are extremely empathic and you feel so much around you, you're very intuitive, um, you're drawn to animals and babies and the elderly and the mysterious uh, forms of the entertainment world, whether it's fantasy books or movies, or you really feel this deep desire to serve others or you see a lot of repeating numbers, these are probably signs that you're definitely a starseed. And there's many different spaces and places ranging from the Arcturians, as we spoke about earlier in this episode, the Pleiadians, the Syrians, Sirius, the Andromedans. Um, there's the Indigos, the Crystals, the Rainbow Children, um, Orion, Lyra, Maldek, Lemuria, Atlantis. Um, there's different reptilian starseed races. There's so many other ones too. I mean, we're really just beginning to understand what starseed actually means. And it's awesome to explore these terrains. And it's something I love to do. I've been doing since I was a teenager and what is so important in these times is that we have an empowered way to connect to Mother Earth. And so in Earthseed, you will discover a potent set of nature-based modalities to help you live an authentic, intimately grounded life that flows with the cycles of Mother Earth and nature and allows you to experience vitality. I invite you to join us. It would be amazing to have you in our fall council. I really created this 
course so that you may fall in love with Mother Earth and yourself all over again. I'm going to invite you to go on a journey of yoga nidra, yogic sleep with me. It's a very powerful, potent practice that is deeply, deeply restorative. And so you need the proper space to do this. You need to come lie down on the floor. And if you're unable to do this at this time, pause and come back around when you are able to. As you're setting up your space, make sure you've taken a sip of water, you've relieved your bladder, you're dressed comfortably, you have an extra layer that you can cover yourself with, a lightweight layer, as your temperature will drop. Now I invite you to come lie down on your back on the floor. If you're familiar with the position of Shavasana, settling in here, lying down, Arms are out long by the sides of the body. Legs are out long, open just a little bit through the feet, about hip distance, and the arms are down by the sides of the body, hands away slightly from the body. Palms facing up. Taking a moment as you take a deep breath in to adjust your body, your position, your clothing, perhaps opening through the jaw, circling through the wrists and the ankles, anywhere where you might be holding tension, and just take another deep breath in, and exhale, let it go. On this journey of yogic sleep, yoga nidra, you are going to refrain from any physical movement. I invite you to close your eyes and keep them closed until you are guided to open them. Take another deep breath in. And as you exhale, release your concerns, your thoughts, your worries. Let it all flow out of you like that beautiful ocean wave. Knowing when this practice is complete, you may come back to anything that needs your attention. So in this practice, you're going to develop a deep feeling, a deep sensation of relaxation in the body. There's nothing to force here. It will happen naturally throughout the journey. And I invite you to allow yourself to just sink into the sensation of relaxation just as you would as you are just drifting off to sleep when relaxation becomes so so deep and nourishing sleep may tempt you in this practice and again i encourage you to keep yourself completely awake throughout the practice. In fact, I invite for you in this here now moment to make a commitment to stay present, to stay awake throughout the entire practice. 
you will begin to function on different levels of hearing and awareness. And the only important thing you need to do is follow the guidance of my voice. Do your best to free the mind from wishing to intellectualize or analyze the instructions as this is a deep opportunity for mental relaxation. Follow my voice with total attention and feeling. And if thoughts come in waves to try and distract you from time to time, just keep breathing and let them go. They might come in and come out. And just stay with my voice. Allow yourself to be calm and steady, like the ocean waves. Allow yourself to become calm and steady. Now begin to bring a feeling of inner relaxation into your entire physical body. Just imagine this golden, warm, honey sensation starting around the navel, around the solar plexus, and feel it reverberate out like this cosmic sun spiraling in either direction out from the center of your navel, this warm golden honey, bringing in such a pure state of relaxation. And bring your awareness of the body from the top of your head all the way down to the tips of your toes. And just take a nice deep breath in and exhale. And take another deep breath in. And as you exhale, you're gonna kind of create like a hmm, a hum. Again, inhaling and hum. Again, inhaling the entire awareness from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. Seeing the whole body, allowing the whole body to become even more relaxed. 
bringing awareness to the fact that this is a intentional journey to practice yoga nidra, to practice this yogic sleep. In fact, I invite you to say to yourself, I am aware. I am going to practice yoga nidra. I am aware. I am going to practice yoga nidra. Saying that within your mind. And now you're going to create an intention for this practice. It can be something very simple, such as, I wish to deeply relax. can also be more complex, such as, I wish to connect with my ancestral lineage, or I wish to be of service in these times. Whatever naturally comes to you, claim that. Allow it to reveal itself. A short positive statement, very simply put, and you will state this three times with awareness, feeling, and emphasis. So please state your intention three times with awareness, feeling, and emphasis. The intention you make during yoga nidra is bound to come true in this incarnation. We now begin with the practice of rotation of consciousness, rotation of awareness by taking a trip through different parts of the body. As quickly as possible, the awareness is to go from part two parts. Repeat the part in your mind as you hear it spoken through my voice and simultaneously become aware of that part of your body. Keep yourself alert, but do not concentrate too intensely and remember, find that stillness and become aware of the right hand. Right hand, thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand. Become aware of your palm, back of the hand, the wrist, the lower arm, the elbow, the upper arm, the shoulder, the armpit, the right waist, the right hip, the right thigh, the kneecap, the calf muscle, the ankle, the heel, the sole of the right foot, the top of the right foot, the big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Become aware of the left hand thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand, back of the hand, the wrist, the lower arm, the elbow, the upper arm, the shoulder, the armpit, the left waist, the left hip, the left thigh, the kneecap, 
the calf muscle, the ankle, the heel, the sole of the left foot, the top of the foot, the big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Now, to the back, become aware of the right shoulder blade, the left shoulder blade, the right buttock, the left buttock, the spine, the whole of your back together. Now go to the top of the head, the top of the head, the forehead, both sides of the head, the right eyebrow, the left eyebrow, the space between the eyebrows, the right eyelid, the left eyelid, the right eye, the left eye, the right ear, the left ear, the right cheek, the left cheek, the nose, the tip of the nose, the upper lip, the lower lip, the chin, the throat, the right chest, the left chest, the middle of the chest, the navel, the abdomen, the whole of the right leg, the whole of the left leg, both legs together, the whole of the right arm, the whole of the left arm, both arms together, the whole of the back, buttocks, spine, shoulder blades, the whole of the front, abdomen, chest, the whole of the back and front, together. The whole of the head, the whole body together, the whole body together, the whole body together. Take a deep breath in. the breath and feel that warm honey at the center of the body, the navel. Feel it circulating out in either direction, spiraling out, enveloping your entire body, every cell of your body, coating it with this warm honey. Become aware of the right hand, right hand, thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand. Become aware of your palm, back of the hand, the wrist, the lower arm, the elbow, the upper arm, the shoulder, the armpit, the right waist, the right hip, the right thigh, the kneecap, the calf muscle, the ankle, the heel, the sole of the right foot, the top of the foot, the big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Become aware of the left hand thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand, back of the hand, the wrist, the lower arm, the elbow, the upper arm, the shoulder, the armpit, the left waist, the left hip, the left thigh, the kneecap, the calf muscle, the ankle, the heel, the sole of the left foot, the top of the foot, the big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Now to the back. Become aware of the right shoulder blade, the left shoulder blade, the right buttock, the left buttock, the spine, the whole back together. Now go to the top of the head, the top of the head, 
the forehead, both sides of the head, the right eyebrow, the left eyebrow, the space between the eyebrows, the right eyelid, the left eyelid, the right eye, the left eye, the right ear, the left ear, the right cheek, the left cheek, the nose, the tip of the nose, the upper lip, the lower lip, the chin, the throat, the right chest, the left chest, the middle of the chest, the navel, the abdomen, the whole of the right leg, the whole of the left leg, both legs together. The whole of the right arm, the whole of the left arm, both arms together. The whole of the back, buttocks, spine, shoulder blades. The whole of the front, abdomen, chest. The whole of the back and front together. The whole of the head, the whole body together. The whole body together. The whole body together. Please stay awake. Total awareness, free from movement, free from sleep, total awareness through the sound of my voice. Feel the whole body on the floor, become aware of your body lying on the floor. Your body is lying on the floor. Your body is lying on the floor. See your body lying perfectly still on the floor in this room. Visualize this image in your mind. Become aware of your breath. Feel the flow of your breath in and out of your lungs. Do not try to change the rhythm. The breathing is natural here, automatic. You are not doing it. You are free from effort. Maintain awareness of your breath. Continue. Maintain complete awareness of your breath. Now concentrate your awareness on the movement of your navel area. Concentrate on your navel movements. Your navel is rising and falling slightly with each breath, with each in every breath, it expands and contracts. Concentrate on this movement in synchronization with your breath. Continue to practice. Be sure that you are aware. Now begin to Count your breaths backwards from 27 to 1, like this. 27, navel rising. 27, navel falling. 26, navel rising. 
26 navel falling, 25 navel rising, 25 navel falling, 24 navel rising, 24 navel falling, 23 navel rising, 23 navel falling, 22 navel rising, 22 navel falling, 21 navel rising, 21 navel falling, 20 navel rising, 20 navel falling, 19 navel rising, 19 navel falling, 18 navel rising, 18 navel falling, 17 navel rising, 17 navel falling, 16 navel rising, 16 navel falling, 15 navel rising, 15 navel falling, 14 navel rising, 14 navel falling, 13 navel rising, 13 navel falling, 12 navel rising, 12 navel falling, 11 navel rising, 11 navel falling, 10 navel rising, 10 navel falling, 9 navel rising, 9 navel falling, 8 navel rising, 8 navel falling, 7 navel rising, 7 navel falling, 6 navel rising, 6 navel falling, 5 navel rising, 5 navel falling, 4 navel rising, 4 navel falling, 3 navel rising, 3 navel falling, 2 navel rising, 2 navel falling, 1 navel rising, 1 navel falling. And continue to breathe here. Move your awareness to the throat. Please move your awareness to the throat. Become aware of the breath moving in and out of the throat. Concentrate on the movement of the breath and start counting backwards from 27 to one in the same way as before. 27, throat rising. 27, throat falling and continue on.
And now bring your awareness to the nostrils. Become aware of the breath moving in and out of the nostrils. Continue on the movement of the breath in and out of the nostrils and begin to count as before. 27, breathing in. 27, breathing out. 26, breathing in. 26, breathing out. And so on. Continue with complete awareness. Continue counting free of any mistakes. Complete awareness. Inhale deeply. Now, bringing your senses to the space between the two eyebrows, to the third eye, continuing to keep the eyes closed, you will hear a number of different symbols and imagery and just allow the mind to flow through them like a waterfall. As you hear different symbols and scenes named, allow yourself to develop a vision of them on all the levels possible, feeling emotion, awareness, imagination, sensation, as best as you can. If you are able to find this vision, your relaxation is complete for the time being. And if you're not able to, then know that your body needs more relaxation. However, journey with us here and now. See a burning candle in the mind's eye, a burning candle. Burning candle, bringing to the great cosmic sun of all of creation, the great cosmic sun the sun of all suns, golden, bright, shining, endless desert, endless, vast desert, endless, vast desert, the Egyptian pyramids, the great pyramids of Giza, the great pyramids of Giza, the Great Pyramids of Giza. The Queen and the King. The Queen and the King. The Queen and the King. 
divine sovereignty divine sovereignty divine sovereignty heavy rains heavy rains heavy rains fertile land fertile land fertile land snow-capped mountains snow-capped mountains snow-capped mountains a greek temple at sunrise a greek temple at sunrise a greek temple at sunrise birds flying across into the sunset birds flying across into the sunset birds flying across into the sunset red clouds drifting red clouds drifting red clouds drifting yellow pink red roses yellow pink red roses yellow pink red roses the key of life the ankh the key of life the ankh the key of life the ankh a large clear quartz crystal a very large clear quartz crystal a very large clear quartz crystal stars at night stars at night stars at night the full moon the full moon the full moon the great mother ocean the great mother ocean the great mother ocean wind from the sea wind from the sea wind from the sea waves breaking on a deserted beach waves breaking on a deserted beach waves breaking on a deserted beach the eternal vast sea the eternal vast sea the eternal vast sea waves breaking on a deserted beach and now is the time to repeat your intention repeat the same intention that you made at the beginning of this practice free from any alterations repeat the intention three times with full awareness and feeling
Relax all efforts, draw your mind outside and become aware of your breath. Become aware of the natural flow of breath. Become aware of your entire physical body and the awareness of your breathing. Your body is lying completely relaxed on the floor and you are breathing quietly and slowly. Develop awareness of your body from the top of the head to the tips of the toes and mentally in the mind, give gratitude. Become aware of the floor and the position of your body lying on the floor. Visualize the room around you. Become aware of your surroundings. Lie quietly for some time. Keep the eyes closed, just bringing your awareness back into the space that you are lying in now. And then begin to gently wiggle through the fingers and the toes. Rub together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And take the hands to the eyes and cup the eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. Hug the knees into the chest. Rock a little bit from side to side. And allow yourself to begin to move into whatever movements you're guided to, taking your time very slowly, free from any hurry. When you are sure that you are present, you can begin to open your eyes, slowly come up to sit. I invite you to seal this practice with some time to journal, perhaps writing down your intention and any experiences that felt significant in this journey for you. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou, great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, 
from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. For sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine. <laughs>